Welcome to Spook. Welcome to Spooky Trebuchet. I'm Marty. I'm Kyle. I'm Josh. And Ooh. we have an evening or day, if you're listening to this, full of uh, Spooktober themed topics. <laughs> I guess you could say. <laughs> Chalk full. Uh, Count Chocula full. We will have uh, we'll have two guests. We currently only have one in the audience. I'm sorry, studio, not audience. Uh, or there's one in the audience probably at this point. <laughs> Our paranormal expert, Anna. Uh, Anna, quick rule before you say anything. Uh, we don't mention where we work and last names. So just heads up because we had to tell Alan about not saying where we work. <laughs> yeah, he just dropped it within the first sentence. How? <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> this is going to be great. Uh, so She's used to speaking to the spirits. That's the problem. That really is. It's because there's real people in here and there's nothing red colored. Uh, so, no mists. So we'll also have our uh, spiritual guide, Bobby, back on the show, which is going to be exciting. But before we do, Kyle from Texas told me a story last week that actually kind of plays into the spooky Spooky thing a little. I'll be judge of that. Okay. So, Kyle uh, is, I think, 34 or 35 and has a two year old kid. Fuck. And he attended a high school football game. Which I'm shaming him for, but it's cool. I saw this before. It was Salina and Melissa. These don't mean anything to you. They're the high school? They're the high school. Oh. Melissa High School, Selena High School. Human. They I, I guess it could be, couldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it was just, they had a football game between There's two them. women. They're playing Madden. <laughs> and they just ran into each other. <laughs> so, it was a big district game <clears throat> between the two of them. And I'm going to fast forward all the way to towards the end. There's like four minutes left in the game, I think. Melissa are up 22 to 17. Selina has the ball. They get down to like the five, four yard line. So it's third and goal. Let's say it's second and goal. They run a play, it gets stuffed. Third or is it second? Referee goes and he places the ball down and he stands up and has a complete heart attack and his heart stops on the field. What? Completely stops. Heart attack or his heart stops? Heart attack. And then his heart stops because of the heart attack. Okay. So both, a little bit of both. (laughs) Why not both? (laughs) The trainer... For Melissa, Kyle actually knows. And the trainers for both teams come running out to figure it out because the kids are like screaming for help because no one knows what's happening. And they assess the situation and realize that his heart stopped. Did they try to put some kinesio tape on it? Yeah, they had this KG tape his heart back together. Um, they had to do the shock paddle, I think, two or three times. But referee lived. Took like 25, 30 minutes. They get the of hot. being dead? No, 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 no. Of the whole situation, stopping okay. the game down. Oh. Let's the game, the game stopped for 20 or 30 minutes. Okay. They get uh, the ambulance, like took them out. They have to resume play now. All these kids just who have watched a guy die and then get revived. Uh, and that's pretty much the story. Melissa ended up holding it at the goal line, so good for them. And they screwed up the downs. It wasn't only the referee's heart that they stopped. They also stopped the line of offense. <laughs> uh, and that was the story from Kyle from Texas. I thought it was insane. Well, I'm going to call that a hoax immediately. You don't think he actually had a, had a uh, heart attack? It's all a hoax. Okay. <laughs> so who's... So it was just the mind game, the opposition. 
Was, he was bought and paid for by the home team. So you're suggesting the team that almost was about to score to go up on the road, that the referee was working for the other team to prevent them from getting that score. Yes. And the only way to do this was to fake a heart attack. And mentally scar them for the rest of their life. So instead you see of... it in everything. Bank robbery movies, fake heart attacks. Oh, those documentaries right there, yeah. Bank... Bank... How many bank robbery movies, movies are there? Oceans 11, Oceans 12, Oceans those 13. Are banks. Those are casinos. Let's take a pause. <laughs> and we have our second guest, the spiritual guide of sports trebuchet. I'm sorry, spooky trebuchet. Bobby, welcome. Hello, bonjour. Remember Bobby? <laughs> quick, quick rules, Bobby. No last names, no places where we work, and don't hit the table. I will not hit the table. <laughs> I will not speak of this diabolical place that we work. Diabolical. You know what? That is very on brand for the show. Like, it, is, uh, it is spooky. Sorry I'm late. Yeah, I had to go play with the managers. They wouldn't let me go. They had a lot of information to give me, and uh, it was not about increasing pay. So yeah, trick. So it's, it's not worth your time. <laughs> Literally, this was a trick or treat. <laughs> I got tricked. Josh, you want to take it away? So I have a bunch of different things, but I thought I would break the scary ice by asking everybody, "What's your favorite scary movie?" Ooh. Ooh. Oh. I'll go. Oh. The Strangers. Ooh. Ooh, that's a good show. What, what makes that? It's your realistic. Go-to? Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's that realistic. tells me all we need to know about that paranormal investigation. <laughs> <laughs> what was The Strangers about? Strangers? Uh, oh, it's just, about just, these... Just to take a guess here. Someone who didn't know. It's like these masked people show up to these this couple that, you know, are in this big fight. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give it away. Oh, The but... Purge. No. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> a little bit like The Purge. It's a little. much more adult. It's just uh, these Spoiler alert for the entire show. Speak freely on whatever you want. I don't... We don't have enough people that probably listen to piss them off. And if not, if the movie's been out longer than 12 Oh, okay. Months, this is fun. like 12 years. Yeah, it's pretty years. old. It's Give this, it this couple in the woods, and there's people that come to their door and, like, terrorize them, have masks on and everything, like, somehow get in their house. Like, it's it's... The Purge, probably. No. no, so I'm just playing. It's called The Strangers. The Strangers. I'm I want to check The Purging Strangers. Should. It's really good. And there is no happy ending at all. That's what, no. like, scarred me. That hurt me. Wow. That, that really makes it realistic. It uh, is. Yes. They, if you're not going to watch it, then we'll just spoil it. It's got Liv Tyler in it. Probably not going to watch it. They uh, <laughs> they actually just take the couple to some chairs and take turns stabbing them to death before leaving the house. Oh, Sitting next to each other. It's really sad. Oh, it's and then two little kids I mean, if you're going to go out... What? Two little paper boys find uh, them. Go out taped to a thing. That is so savage. That is, uh... It's unfortunate. We're an audio... It's ba- isn't it based on... We're an audio medium. Yeah, so it's based on everybody the masks. I mean, I had never seen it. You said it's based on true events? Mm-hmm. I am dumbfounded. That is scary mm-hmm. as H-E-L-L. I think we can say hell here. This is kind of the content <laughs> of this show. Today. Thanks, sir. That is scary as hell. <laughs> Thank you. Favorite scary movie? Very scary movie. I I don't scare easily, but I do want to go back to, uh, what was it? <coughs> Shaun of the Dead. Not Shaun of the Dead. That was a comedy. Oh, that's my favorite. Movie. I love Dawn it. Dawn of the Dead? Dawn of the Dead. No, it was Shaun of the Dead. They changed the name, right? Shaun of the Dead was the comedy. Right. right, it was a comedy. But as far as horror movies, what was the one where a man... His hand got cut off. Saw. I uh, no no. His hand got cut off and it started to attack him. Uh, um, Ash and the scary Evil Dead. Uh, Captain Hook. It was a comedy slash <laughs> horror film from the late eighties, early nineties. 
And part of the movie was where my man ended up going across a bridge. The bridge curled up on him, the house. He cut his hand off. His hand started trying to kill him. He had to put a saw on his hand and then fight the evil. A saw? Oh, wait. Is this Evil Dead? It was like Ash versus the something. Ash versus the Evil Dead. Evil Dead. Yeah, Evil Dead. One of the classics, I want to say Freddy. Nightmare on M Street Part 2, I think it was, or the one where it was the Dream Warriors. That movie, I had nightmares for at least three days after watching that movie. I swear, I was a child. Mine. Uh, so I'm not a big fan of horror movies, but I guess I could go the ones that had the biggest impact, maybe? That's and the best. And it's probably a tie between the first Chucky movie and Arachnophobia, because to this day I'm still scared of both dolls and spiders. Yes. <laughs> The the Chucky scared me so much that I had so I had a teddy bear named Whitey because he was colored white. We had we were really poor with naming things. <laughs> really like, like podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> and after I saw it, and I must have stumbled upon it on accident because my mom wouldn't have let me watch it for sure because I was really young. And I had her take Whitey away. I woke up from a nightmare that it wasn't related to that at all. And I opened up my nightstand drawer and realized that she had stored Whitey there, scared the living oh, fuck out shit. of me. Like, yelled, screamed, <laughs> not cool. He probably thought it came back in now, the room. Now, Whitey sleeps with my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter. Get out of here. Yeah, I've had him for, like, 20... Do you mean mug him every time? No, 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 I have to sing Nighty Night to him, because Remy makes... <laughs> That's, a, yeah. That's It's a hit, it's a banger. The song is... Do, do you have, like, PTSD while you're doing it? Like No, no, I'm cool with it now. It's, it's <laughs> dolls that open their eyes now that freak me out. Like, oh, yeah. when you tilt them down and they close them and then pull oh, them back up. Sure. Uh, we don't need to There's have those. Yeah, those are bad. Agreed. Yeah. Nobody wants those. Nobody Ooh. should want those. Kyle. I don't watch a lot of horror movies either, but um, I don't mind them. I think, I think they're fun, you know, sometimes. Right. Depends. I don't scare super easily, but... Uh, the ring, the first, the original mm, ring, ring fucked me up. That was, a, I thought that was really, really good. I was a real big fan of that one. Yeah, Did you see the theaters by chance? Did. Did everyone scream when she came for the TV? Because the whole theater lit up with screams when it happened to mine, and it made it even scarier. Because it was just like the high girl pitch of like, like just ripping it, and I was like, like feeding to what's going on. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. That is it crazy. was the imagery, and that was fucked up. Yeah, like the yeah. lady and the with the fly on her and the horse jumping off the cliff stuff was no, it was like jumping off the boat. Uh, off the boat, the ferry jammed yeah. into the uh, yeah. yeah. The know. hair in general because I hated like dirty yeah. drains too. So like, yeah. I think about it every time I unclog the drain. Sarah's <laughs> hair, sorry, Sarah. Maybe maybe you know if I have kids, we'll name a daughter Samara. You know, <laughs> was Samara the girl's name? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you, know, you got problems. I love it. I got a lot of problems. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I love it. I got a ton of problems. Josh, what's your favorite scary movie? I have two. One that fucked me up as a kid and one that fucked me up as an adult. So, the one as a kid was The Shining. Mm. I decided to watch it at 11 years old. My dad didn't stop me. Thanks, Dad. Uh, <laughs> Gotta love divorced households, dude. And, uh, <laughs> Dad's gets you, gets you right. Dad weekend. And for spot on, yeah. And um, I was afraid to pee or be in a bathroom with a shower curtain over the shower um, for about eight years. 
I was probably in my very late teens, early twenties before I felt brave enough to go in any kind of bathroom with the shower curtain over. I'm afraid to pee anywhere. On, on that note, not, it doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with that movie. I'm <laughs> on, just afraid to pee. On that note, I have a question that's kind of related to it. Whenever you're in your house by your or by yourself, or even with your your significant other, he's never by himself. He is when you're going animals. when you're going to bed, <laughs> and perhaps you're walking across the length of your house in the darkness. Yes. Do you ever get in your own head and start walking faster because something might be behind you? Because yes. that should happen to me when I go upstairs. Me like too. I get like three stairs up and I'm like, Ugh! and then start like fucking. I go in like yeah. Usain Bolt hands, like going up the stairs. <laughs> it's definitely a stairs thing because since moving into this house where I don't have stairs, it's just all one floor. I don't have it. I can just wander around, no problem. But at home, when I was living in a house with stairs, yes. Yes, I would. And I, my student house was three stories, and it was like a 150-year-old house. Mm. And I used to go up those stairs like an Olympian. Big step energy, just two or three at a time. Speaking of weird stories, this is actually, it, it scared my wife. My wife. My wife. Um, it scared her, uh, this was about a year ago. Um we were watching uh, House on Haunted Hill, um, and awesome. Uh, yeah, that's the one that was on Netflix. On Netflix, sure. yep. Yeah. Me up, gave me nightmares. Wonderful series. <laughs> Great. But she gets scared quite easily. Apparently that night, I woke up sleepwalking. And what? instead of going to the bathroom, like... You Which the is bridge? no, no. To the left of the to the left of our bed is where the bathroom is. I didn't do that. I got up and I walked immediately out of the bedroom. Murdered your dog. <laughs> Sacrificed anything that was living. No, I I walked outside, down off the deck, and I started peeing. And Dina saw me like get up like super fast to walk out. She got scared because it woke her up. Wow. She walked outside. She goes, Kyle, what are you doing? I just turned around to her. I was like, peeing. What, what does it look wow. like? And then I walked back inside. You don't remember any of this? None of it. Was that your first time ever doing that? Uh, sleepwalking? I don't do it very often, but I've done it before. I, back when I was younger, I walked down the stairs at my house, and I started walking back and forth in the kitchen. The rare my, so mom, my mom came in. The rare I was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I need to go to the bathroom. I guess it has to. It happens when I have to pee. Whenever you have a full bladder. <laughs> you're yeah, you're pisses, not pleasant. Yes. Well, she took me into the bathroom. I went to the bathroom, then I walked out, and I went into... Um, our to our computer room and I laid down and fell back asleep. Wow. I don't, I don't know. I oh, don't remember intriguing. either of those times. Josh, what movie fucked you up as an adult? Speaking of sleepwalking, paranormal activity <laughs> fucked me up as an adult. Mm. And it's funny because generally nowadays I don't get scared at the movies. I get scared afterwards yeah. when I realize that it's like settled in my head. Haunting on Hill House or whatever. Hill House. Or something. <laughs> no, um, whatever. Yeah, that one. Haunting of Hill House. That's what it is. Not, yeah. That one. Hill. That one gave me nightmares because all I would do when I slept was dream of that lady running down the house corridor Ooh. in the white. Ooh. Couldn't stop dreaming about it. So I stopped watching it. I've still not finished it. Wow. Paranormal activity. Uh, I was at my student house and I was laying in bed and I was the only person in the house and a door slammed. And it turns out I wasn't the only person in the house. But the door slammed, and I just watched Paranormal Activity, and I wasn't bothered by it. I was like, that was a really good movie. Went to bed. That happened. I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Shit for myself. Wow. And 
all of those movies are messed up because like demonology stuff is like real fucked up. So you ever have the mm-hmm. AC come on and it slam another door like across the house oh. and it fucking freak you out? Yes. It does me every goddamn time. It happens like I'll hear the garage door, which is underneath another bedroom on the other side of the house on the different like on the on the first floor, and I'll hear like the and like the it suck clothes. I'm just like fuck you, man, and like yeah. I'm just like. All I got is like this flashlight to kill whoever it is that's gonna walk up here. I don't have that issue. My AC doesn't work half the time. That's true. Yeah, it's just, it's just icicles. <laughs> yeah, it's just icicles melting off of my off my AC. So we've got a couple of other stuff things to go through, right? We all have pieces that we've brought that's scary, spectacular, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Kyle has been doing his research, cursory uh, research on. Um, haunted houses, haunted places in the US. I have uh, some information on the most haunted houses in the UK. Um, and Bobby has some miscellaneous notes. Oh, yes. So I feel that we should start with a haunting, move to some miscellaneous notes, go to another one, go back to the miscellaneous notes. Your blueprint is very awesome. And so sir. on and so forth. Mm. Now, should we ask the overlying question of we are discussing ghosts. Do you believe mm. let's in life have, after love? Let's just have a yes or no answer, and okay. people can expand throughout the haunting stories. Okay. Agreeable. Yes. 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 Most definitely. This I feel like I'm the dickhead contrarian on this show. <laughs> well, you because I usually do. But honestly, I'm going to say no because I don't. I don't think. I, I do not believe in uh, spirits. Okay. Cool. Maybe right. you can convince me, though. Like Maybe. Bobby, now I'm a flat earther because Bobby, so. <laughs> You get your flat earth, uh, flat earth FC yeah. jersey. Yeah. That's a real thing. There's no, a, you did not say a, that. There's a Spanish soccer team. Spanish? Spanish, Spanish the, soccer team. Third division soccer team. That rebranded this year. Rebranded itself. To flat earth FC. FC. Oh wow! You see this expression on my face is a very dumb, goofy looking one. Are you joking me? So <laughs> guys, real like thing. and subscribe this uh, podcast because I'll be doing a let's play in November. Oh boy, football manager, gonna be fun. So we're starting with a warning, Kyle. Who do you want to start with? I want to start with the Amityville Horror. Ooh, mm, that's a so. good. I just watched that movie this past weekend. Ah, there we I go. Yeah. So, so we might have a little bit of context. As yeah. I haven't watched that movie in a while, but. Uh, based off of something that's supposedly true, I I, I could go either way with it. Um, so, Bobby, do you know the story of the Amityville Horror? Somewhat not in full. I know it was like kind of a exorcist situation, though, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I don't know it at all. Yeah. All right, so this is up in Long Island, New York. Amityville. It's a real place. I thought that was the show from Warner Brothers. Yes, definitely. They do have that, right? Anime. So on November 13th, 1974, a guy named Ronald Defoe Jr., he's 23, came home to his family's house. Um, It was a five-bedroom, three-and-a-half-bathroom house. Jesus. Well, there was four other kids and two parents in the house. Mm -hmm. So big family. He came home um, and with a... A 35 Marlin rifle murdered all four of his siblings and his parents. Right. Uh, he has claimed that um, since then that he has heard voices, that, that he heard voices that told him to do this. Well, about a year later, the Lutz family moved in, only paid 
eighty thousand dollars to buy the to buy this house because of the murders. Right. They only lasted twenty eight days in the house before they moved because they started to hear voices. Um, there's a there's a list of things uh, I found um, that they say happened there. Uh, the stepfather George Lutz had a history of dabbling in the occult. <laughs> Oh, there we go. Um, Ouija boards, probably. Yeah. Well, he moved in because of the haunting. Well, they moved in because it was cheap, too. Um, mm. And Lutz uh, was said to wake up at 3.15 every morning, which was around the time that Ronda Feo carried out his murders. A minute earlier than Steve Austin. Yep. Just wow. a minute <laughs> He would have whipped your ass at 3.16. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, the Lutz family claimed to smell strange odors, see, see green slime oozing out of the walls and keyholes, Ectoplasm. and experience, yes, like like, like Ghostbusters. Um, it sounds like that place you stayed in an Amsterdam job. <laughs> <laughs> that had more to do with the... Uh, Budapest? Wow. Yes. Uh, when a priest came to bless the house, he allegedly heard a voice scream, get out. He told the Lutzes to never sleep in a particular room in the house. Um... Uh, nearby garage door opening and closing, invisible spirit knocking uh, knocking a knife down in the kitchen, a pig-like creature with red eyes staring down at George what? Lutz and his son Daniel from a window, and uh, George waking up to wife Kathy levitating off the, their bed, and also the sons levitating as well. Um, now, after this, uh, George and Kathy took a lie to test detector test, which they passed. Um... The couple were bogged down in legal and financial issues, which prompted skeptics to believe they had motive to create a fantastical story to sell to, to the public. Uh, former lawyer William Weber, um, who fell out with them over money issues, came out in 1979 claiming the three of them came up with the horror story over many bottles of wine. Uh, son Daniel Lutz, who lives, lives a quiet life in Queens as a stonemason, claims the house ruined his life and that he continues to have nightmares to this day. Um, Murderer Ronda Feo, uh, who's still alive and serving six 25-year life sentences uh, at a New York correctional facility, claimed he heard voices urging him to kill his family, but he has changed his story multiple times. So, that's why I can go both ways with this. I, yeah. It's a, kind of a question I want to pose to everybody. Do we believe that they heard these voices and it caused them to leave? Do you believe that Ronda Feo was kind of possessed it also kind of goes into the do you believe in the demonology uh, aspect of this. I believe in the demonology aspect of it. The first residence of the house, the guy who shot his family, that by itself deserves a lot more observation. Uh, magnifying glass. Per what he stated was his reasons and per what the rest of us on the outside will say he's lying. That contrast is very big. You say heard voices. Even when you say that you saw a pig, red eyes staring out at you and your son, where the pig represents, you know, of course, Jesus cast the demons out into the pig as it then jumped into the waters. So that was very funny when I heard that. The first thing I did was smile like, wow. So it's kind of crazy because he murdered yes. his fam and said it was because of these things. And it's like the son of Sam, remember, he said it was voices that made him do what he did. So it's like at one point, we cannot utilize, we can't say, we can't scrub it out. We can't be dismissive. We always dismissive of things that we think are lies or we think that is a conspiracy theories and et cetera. Can't be dismissive because he might have. The question is, what was it actually, if that's the case? Was it male violent or was it just his own psyche, you know, telling him to do something that was already deeply embedded in? Sure. 
Have you ever known anybody that's schizophrenic? Yes, I used to be a counselor in the military for four years, so I know quite a few people yeah. that are schizophrenic. I had a cousin that was in the military and broke in the military. Okay, so you when, understand. That's when it started, yeah. Okay. So I would I would team up with Marty on this on Team Bogus. Uh, I did a bunch of looking at that um, a couple of months ago when I was listening to a podcast about the amateur horror. Mm. Um, and it seems pretty convincing that everything that Lutz has experienced was absolute rubbish. Mm. What can't be what can't be talked about is the the original murder, whether that's true or not. But it does to be boring, even though I really do believe all this stuff. It does just sound a lot like mental illness in the seventies, sixties. Second situation in the house or the first? The one? first one Ooh. where he where he was hearing voices in his head telling people telling him to murder his family. Yes, like we have serial killers that have the exact same interview with people saying the exact same thing and they are now yeah now it's the condition I don't know if it was like acknowledged like a condition before schizophrenia was it's a it's an illness before it was believed to be like a the spiritual you know whatever it might be Mm, yeah I mean it is the most famous so what if US haunting by far though like the Amateurville horror yeah this is true what if within the diagnosis of schizophrenia we labeled it. We label it this because of the lack of understanding of what it may be, you know. So we set these categories. We call it schizophrenia if it hit these particular checkbox, but we don't know how to, how can I say, validate the checkbox. Some of them, because some of them are more abstract. You say you hear voices. So how do we determine whether or not this person is actually hearing voices or hearing his inner voice? You know, what is it that's being said? We don't have a measurement. We don't have anything to go by to say that this is the case and that it's not so related to schizophrenia. Those who hear voices. And do you think someone could be possessed by multiple voices and that could lead to schizophrenia? Well, I was thinking, what if someone got possessed by the thoughts that are in their head, not by voices? Because I was thinking, like, what if they heard, like, they might have moved into this they drove place, themselves insane. And they were like, like let's say I move into a house and they're like, oh, people died here. My initial thought is going to be, oh my gosh, what was that noise? Right. Oh my gosh, was that a door closing or was that just the air conditioner? Are you actively looking for this? Are you looking yeah. for a house to move into? No, <laughs> I'm just saying, no, I'm just saying like, the imagination like you said, the is air conditioning thing, thing like the air conditioner comes on and the door slams. Your like, paranormal activity story. Right. Yeah. And yeah. you just jump to it being paranormal and not realistic, like, you know. Yeah, and the imagination is a beast. Yeah. Yes. So, and oh, I and I'm, I definitely fall on that side of it with this one, mm-hmm. uh, but it's sad. I do it's think that I really yeah. The movie was great. <laughs> <laughs> I do think though that like the situation that happened, you know, with the family being murdered, that would you know if this is something that you believe in, that would present it's questionable a an atmosphere where that could pull in some sort of like it's just bad vibes right yeah the energy, yeah. The energy that's yeah. left there yeah and that's and that's what happens in a lot of these houses mm-hmm. that have murders like that like they tend to then have people move in and whether they even there's like documented series of people moving into a house where there's a murder took place never know there's a murder took place and murder again and Ooh. then 20 years later wow. someone else moves in with no knowledge of any murders in the past and murders again like, um, there is something to be said for, like, energies of some sort. Right. Then why aren't hospitals 
more haunted because it's not trauma by a killing of treacherous fashion. Whereas there's a murder in that house in a hospital, you die because of natural causes or you know, you was hit by a car, you come to the hospital to get treatment. So it's not the same male violent uh, negative energy of trauma that gotcha. I'm stabbing. So if I get stabbed multiple times, but I don't die until I get to the hospital. But the event took the place. Event and the energy, res- the residue of that action. If you believe in such a residue. Right, yeah. That residue, though, mm-hmm. is being left on that house. Yes. You would think so. And when you think about the fact that there is also, if you really want to go deep into this, uh, that's what we're here for. If you think of <laughs> the hospitals as a beacon of white light mm. focused on cleansing those energies, then surely they would be the least likely to be haunted because mm. it is full of good. I can dig that. Well, that though, that brings up though, uh, when you see in paranormal shows, they go to close down hospitals. Or yes. in hospitals too, yeah. that like abandoned one. But yeah. you have nurses there who have murdered like 20 people by giving them injections <laughs> of this. That's usually yeah. the tag on those hospitals. It'd be something with a nurse or a doctor. Exactly, they done did that. So you have the, the spirit still there. You know, trying to get, yes. Yeah. Like, what the AGL, like, what the hell are y'all doing? So why don't we see more ghosts just like hitchhiking on 77? Because people die on 77. It is not easy for something from a different frequency to manifest itself into a three-dimensional realm that we exist in. So you you need an extreme, you're talking about an extreme amount of energy just for it to make its presence known in a frequency it no longer exists in, but someone has attachments in. You know, you still have a residual that you're trying to activate, like particles to call sparks in the 3D, if that makes sense. I think it makes sense. The most sense of anything that's been said on this podcast. <laughs> they're also <laughs> they're also not wearing a reflective vest. the sun washes it out. Because I mean, like to his three D point, right? Like if you're in an enclosed area, like like uh, a house or a hospital, or like like yeah. a little pool area, like an enclosed pool area specifically. Yes. Um, I guess it stands to reason that it'd be easier to inhabit that versus just getting. Like inhabited by a wolverine. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So I'm going to hunt the deer that are getting railed by the 418 wheelers that are flying. (laughs) I'm going to take the bull by the horns here, and every topic we jump to. Peter's going to be after you. uh, Every topic we jump to, I'm going to give you about three minutes to get through it, and we'll move to the next one because we have a lot of stuff. So let's just. Hit them all up. Three hour podcast. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so Bobby, you're going to be mad. Stuff. Yes, I do have some I'm going to interrupt you when I'm done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right now. He's going to interrupt you right, right now. now. <laughs> How about it? All right. So the one thing that I wanted to do was uh, bring a little information about Halloween and where it started. So Halloween uh, was originally known as, well, first it comes from the Celtics over more than 2,000 years ago. Kemba. Huh? Like Kemba Walker. Or like uh, maybe Larry Bird. No. So we're going to go back. <laughs> Y'all so stupid, the Celtics. <laughs> ignore them all, ladies and gentlemen. So No, it's our podcast. Don't ignore us. <laughs> Here, can you reset Bobby's timer? I'll interrupt you. It comes from a name, uh, the Samween is the original name for Halloween. Uh, Celtics is uh, the area, the uh, ism ideology that it comes out of. 
Now, with in this particular time period, October the 31st to, I think it's a week before <coughs> into November, they say that the veil is being removed. It's made thinner at this time so that the three-dimensional, fourth-dimensional spiritual realms can intermingle in a manner that they come before where we just touched on. Whereas uh, before this time, it's extremely hard for a spirit to manifest in our realm. But during this time, Halloween, in that week or so, it's very easy for them to show themselves. And... Again, it comes from Samhain, uh, which I thought was very interesting. Now, with this being said, as we know, during this time period, we have an extreme influx of witchcraft. Uh, the thing about Halloween, a lot of people don't know because we're associated with a negative energy and we're associated with witches and warlocks, is that it's also a time for people who believe in that into intuition, uh, believe in spirits to also give thanks and praises and to petition the spirits of ancestors and etc to one acknowledge them let them know that you have been acknowledged by the living and to petition them for assistance and guidance among your own life path so that's what i thought was a lot interesting um i tried to look up more about this thinning of the veil because with sam ween back in the days it wasn't all uh it wasn't fun and games it wasn't trick-or-treats they did child sacrifices they did uh, a lot of Things that we would call dark magic during this time period. Anna, and then, why are you rubbing your hands together when he said child sacrifice? Oh, stop! <laughs> so, they did a lot of this, man, and it was very uh, interesting because during this time period of Halloween in the ancient days, on the thirty-first, they say when the veil becomes thinner. It's uh, what that means is that the frequency or that particular barrier between uh, the soulful or the spiritual existence and what we see each other three dimensional becomes a piece of paper to where it takes less effort for those same spirits to make themselves known or to be uh, to feel the breeze of that person behind you. So they would say that like fairies, ghosts, ghouls and everything else will come into the cities. And when they would come into the cities and mess with the people, they would say that the ghost will either try to trick you if you didn't acknowledge it. Henceforth, the trick or treat. Uh, you know, uh, the kids brought you know the candy and everything else into it. But what happened was that they would leave things out for the ancestors. They would make uh, altars per se and leave things available for the spirits to come and receive. If not, then they were going to play a trick on you. So it goes all the way back thousands of years. It goes to this, and it's not good. It's not bad. It's just that what I would think that after my study, I would like people to know that during this time period of Sam Samhain, um, or as the my Latin brothers and sisters, what would they call it? The Day of the Soul? English translation? Uh, Day of the Dead. Dead. That's one. But it was another one um, between, let me see, uh, the beginning and the third. Christmas. <laughs> no, it was uh, I Easter forgot. Monday, nine eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot it. But the, okay. the whole point of this is like it's real crazy to me because everything that I read, all the globe, the globe, everybody has a day to a week of celebrating the dead, whether it be in a benevolent way or benevolent way. They either praising their ancestors and acknowledging them, or they're trying to capture ghosts and spirits to use under their control. Whereas it was Solomon who had Solomon's key, and then he had Solomon's ring. Both were utilized to control angels and demons so that they could build the Holy of Holies and anything else that Solomon wanted them to do. So it's a very, very interesting time for those who are into like crystals and et cetera, et cetera. Be very conscientious of your thoughts. 
remember when those negative thoughts come up because in the brain, the devil workshop is your brain and idle time will allow for all kind of negative thoughts to fluster. And so it's very important during this time that we attack any negative thought with a positive affirmation. It is the only way to battle fire with water. And so this is like kind of the things that I was going through. That's where sugar comes in. The, the, the good. Mm -hmm. Is sugar the good to that bad? Sugar? You're talking the about candy? Literal sugar? You're talking about trying to take the, to celebrate positively to counteract the devil's so don't give candy This corn. is very correct. Very, very correct. My, gotcha. my bad, my friend. Oh, that's cool. Right. Because, and it's the only way to do so. But during this time period, because of the fact that it's the intent of the people. So Halloween, we were kind of hinted on it earlier. With Halloween, everybody knows goblins and ghouls. So in our own minds and horror stories, we all create, or we all think in this particular manner, right? So witches, warlocks, all of those who deal in dark magics, they all think along with us collectively in this particular manner when it comes to Halloween. So with this intentional energy, we are creating an even stronger, how can I say, force to pop through a veil. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So this is where you get more hunnings. This is because we're assisting in that globally. You understand? Mm -hmm. uh, it was a, it was something done. Uh, it was research done about ten years ago, five to ten years ago, with some Buddhist monks who all prayed for peace. One thousand of them prayed for peace in a particular area. Once it was done, the violence in that particular area, the crime dropped significantly by fifty percent. All right, and it was only because a thousand were intent all thinking the same thing. So the point is, is that globally for everybody who celebrates this, whether you call it this, that, or the third, this celebration of the dead and a petitioning of the dead, we are the ones who are causing the veil to become thinner so that these uh, exorcists, these movies, I want to talk about Ed Gain, uh, whatever, Annabelle. The two that um, have the, the Warrens. Museum, the Warrens. Love them. Linda. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like Ed the same Lorraine. thing. Ed right. Anna and Lorraine. Anna just the, the biggest she's been in the world. That's the thing. What y'all don't know about Anna is this is Anna's pedigree, okay? We don't talk about it. Right. Right. She is the expert on it, man. But that's the just a little bit of the things that I have picked up. Uh, and what's so funny is, is that literally it all comes back to being able to fight or have a barrier around you because we got a full moon coming. So for those who are into intuition and everything, the first thing that we think is you want to make sure you have your candles lit with intent. You want to make sure that your crystals are recharged and laid around in whatever form they need to be to give you whatever protective barrier so they can amplify whatever intent that you're trying to put out there into the universe. You understand what I'm saying? And all of this even though it's Halloween and we have such a negative stigma on it, it is also equally balanced on the other side to where you can use it to your advantage. And I'll stop there. So, not only does Halloween thin the veil, uh, but you gave me a good push-off point that something else also thins the veil. And I'm sure that you're aware of it, but... Exercise. Uh, young girls becoming women <laughs> by having their periods also is a big thing with demons and demonology. Are you joking me? You never heard of this? I've never so heard of most, that. most hauntings and demon, demonic possessions yeah, usually are associated thing. with a girl going through puberty. Wow. So, moving on to one of the most famous British hauntings, our Amateurville, the Enfield haunting. Didn't they make a movie about that? The Conjuring 2. Yes. Oh my yes. God. So, personally... <laughs> Ed and Lorraine Warren are fraudsters to me. 
They are total scam artists, and Ooh. they do nothing but bring bad rep for oh, this stuff. Their situation was very questionable. And But let me tell you the story of the Enfield Horton. Um, so, single mother, Peggy Hodgson, lived in public housing with her four children in Enfield, just outside London, I believe. Their family consisted of Margaret, who was 14, Janet, 11, Johnny, 10, and Billy, 7. Very incredibly creative names for 1970s England. Um, they were good kids by most accounts. Every now and again, they'd prank each other, um, but they never had any real problems for themselves or their mother. It was in August of 1977 that their troubles began in the house that they'd lived in for a while. Uh, Janet and Margaret were in the upstairs of their home playing in a bedroom. Peggy was downstairs, and she heard the girls calling for her. They sounded frightened, and when Peggy arrived at the bedroom, she could hear loud banging. The girls told their mother about a wardrobe which had slid across the room and reported they'd heard banging on the walls that they couldn't explain. Peggy, unsure of the situation, called the police. Two constables arrived, and very keen to notice this. This is this is the beauty of this haunting. There was much more than just two or three people saw this. Two constables arrived and were witness to a chair sliding across the floor. No one had touched it. In their police report, they have this too. In, subs- in subsequent interviews, the constables claim to have also seen toys thrown about the room, demonic voices, and Janet's levitation on various visits when they came over. In the years that followed, the Hodgsons became the subject of both media coverage and public criticism. The Society for Psycho- Psy- Psychical Research was soon involved in the case, and the family received much attention from the Daily Mirror, Daily Mail, like the newspapers. Um, but despite the public scrutiny, the Hodgson family remained steadfast in their claims that they had fallen victims to a poltergeist. It never really went away. It just faded away as they got older. Um, they had their neighbours were corroborating everything that they said. Um, the kids corroborated their stories when taken away separately and questioned about it. The mother had the same thing. Uh, multiple police officers, journalists, everyone came through and gave their own accounts that were all different, but the same, if you get what I mean. Right. Like they came in at different times and saw different things, but one of the most interesting things that I have is a recording of Janet reportedly being possessed by a demon. This is 11-year-old Janet. Are you going to play this? Yes. Do you want to tilt it out so the mic picks it up? I'm going to, yeah. So this is 11-year-old Janet. I'm not ready to hear this. Yes, come Marty. I don't believe in this shit. Come Marty, listen to the divine. Put the laptop on top of the uh, microphone. Just like set it on top. That usually works. (laughs) So, (laughs) one quick thing. Uh, In England, um, the sofa, the couch, can also be called the settee. Don't know why, but this uh, this is a moment where Janet is sitting on a chair and able to speak through the, the demon is supposed to be able to speak through her poltergeist okay. and they're asking the demon why um why it moved the sofa it flipped the sofa with the, everybody was there they saw it alone or with her body like the 11 year old alone but like, janet was in the room gotcha but they have it confirmed that she was not the flip is this a video too no, it's just oh, a, okay, it's just a still God. clip. Well, I'm about to be oh, very okay. upset that yeah, you guys they were all around. around yeah. and I'm like, uh, <laughs> we sitting over here like, Bleh. here, give it, give it a quick play. I'm gonna see what it looks like on the levels. Hello, yeah, hello. How he did that? Now you're gonna tell me how you how you knock that settee over? Tell me how you knock it over. You what? You what? Pull it by the bottom. Yes. 
<laughs> she does sound like like the manager of like Crystal Palace or something. <laughs> <laughs> Her voice when she's recording normally just sounds like a normal little girl, like high pitched normal little girl. So either just, she is a hell of a voice thrower, or that something is fucked up. Something is fucked up. And yeah. they didn't get like just ten minutes of this stuff. They had hours upon hours of this stuff. Some of it would just be noises. Uh, there's a couple of clips on here of them asking him to say the name of the person in the room and it would just bark at them like an actual dog wow. throw up. Wow. Uh, really fucked up. I thought it was interesting that it said it doesn't with the old because of the electricity, but with the young, the buildup of electricity, uh, that by itself uh, threw a few flags. Not red flags, but good flags. I think that was separate though. She said they could take it from electricity, but uh-huh. they take it from youth or olds. They said... They can't do olds. They only do the youth. And they said, can you take it from electricity as well? Right? No, he said, so how do you take it? How do you take your energy? Like, how do you take it from the kids? Right. And gotcha. they said electric, electric shocks. Because gotcha. we are, okay, we actually it. produce electricity, period. We are literally batteries. The, the matrix goes right. All right, I'll push it to the side. But that right there kind of, uh, I won't say made it real, but it at least gave uh, something that was real from that in my in my eyes. To this day, yes, thank you, Mark. To this day, it's never been disproved. No one is able to been been able to disprove it. There's a lot of skeptics say that Janet was just a very very clever, elaborate prankster. Um, they said that a lot of it was just her playing tricks on the whole family. Cops saw him outside, saw her jumping on the bed, and then they from that point said that it was all fugazi. Uh, which was bullshit. You yes, know? there was one or two incidents where they were playing pranks upstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, as those pranks taking place, there was also other phenomena happening at the same time as them supposedly playing pranks. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of stuff that's unexplained. People have moved into this place since whatever, and there's been no reoccurrences of this kind of thing. Um, it just kind of faded away. So, thoughts and feelings. I mean... Her voice is deeper than mine in that, so (laughs) I'm leaning towards yes in that one because that's just that's just fucked up. That's creepy (laughs) as shit, yo. I mean, real talk. That's an 11 year old. They voices. I never heard an 11 year old with a deep voice, even deep enough to then go. You have to have a deep voice in order to make it sound like what we just heard. Yeah extremely right you gotta be a 50 some year old man uh, you gotta be right do it again Anna <laughs> especially for the length of time right like yeah. if they have they had like several hour long sessions that when they came when she came back she showed no 
wear and tear on yeah, a vocal. Anyone can do an accent for a word or two, but right. then it certainly, certainly well, thereafter. And if you're doing that for yeah, and if you're doing that for hours on end, even me trying to do that, my voice would be, my throat would be torn, torn to hell. And like, I will say that there is some times where, like, you know, when you have like that. For lack of a better term, I guess, like the frog in your throat, like you gotta clear your throat out. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, you kind of sound badass, like for a second, like you know that rough. Like you, everyone knows what I'm talking about. Every guy knows what I'm talking about, at least. Yeah, but what about like, eleven-year-old girls? No, no, no. I mean, it's still the same, same effect could happen. And like, when you were an eleven-year-old, I will take as long that? as I can to not clear my throat when I sound like that. I sound like a fucking badass. It's really, it's cool shit. She was able to train her. Not at because there's no strain on the vocal cords. It's just you're talking normal. So the sad thing is, we'll never know, right? Um, they've stuck to their stories, for, like literally until the day they died. I believe that Janet is still alive and is not famous by any means, but sticks to her story, well, and it's always yeah. the same whenever people come question her. Moving on, Anna, oh you have some paranormal experiences of your own in a house you lived in. Yes, Ooh. I do. <laughs> Please indulge us in okay. your scary experiences. Okay. So it's a, it's whenever I lived in Boone and went to Appalachian State, and it's a house I lived there. It was really really old. It was probably like fifty years old. Um, fifty ancient old. No, it was like ugh, yeah, it was it was old. Um, and so what it looked like there was two houses on top of one another. Like the bottom was brick, and then there was half of the house that was. It looked like a completely different house. It was made out of wood. And then on the second half above the brick house was this, like, weird deck that they made. It, it was really strange because there was, like, a kitchenette upstairs. It was literally, like, two houses were on top of one another. Maybe it was, like, an apartment. Yeah, that, that could be it, yeah. yeah. So I lived in the room that had the kitchenette in the bedroom. And it was huge. It was The added-on part of the house. Yeah, on the top. Um, and two of my other roommates lived on that same floor. And then another one lived under the porch section of the, of the bottom, whatever. And, um, so there would be times where we were all just sitting in the living room and like, we had never, ever talked about anything paranormal in the house. Like even after these times, we would just kind of like play it off. Just like, okay, that's okay. Whatever. Right. And just kind of like play it off. But like now that like. I sit back and, like, I think about all the things. I'm just like, that was, like, actually really weird. Why didn't we pay attention to that more? So we would be sitting down in the living room and just hear, like, scratches, like, all along the wall. So we were like, okay, there's rats in the house. We'll come get a, like, a pest control guy. And so we did. And he was like, we don't see any signs of rats in here. So, but they they put a little, (laughs) a rat killer thing. Right. And, you know, so it kept happening. We never paid attention to it. And one night, man, it was just me and one of my roommates, and we were kept hearing it, and we were just like, this is weird. Like, let's just go to bed. So we go to bed, and that was that for then. And so... Oh, so was the scratch channel, you say, like, rats, was it all, like, it was coming it was from all the wall portion? The whole like, like it was in, like, if there was a rat in the wall. In or the wall. Could... But it would be, like, different parts. It was really weird. So then, there, I had my dog... Rats. Do what? What? 30 to 50 feral rats. No, <laughs> <laughs> so, and oh, there was another part. We had a cat at the time, and it would also just stare at the wall. Like, wherever the noises were, it would just, like, kind of chase it around the room. It was weird. Anyways, so 
There was another in my room. My room was like completely creepy to me. I had in the kitchenette area there, I would go to sleep. And the next morning I would wake up and the cabinets in there would just be open. Oh, okay. And so, but it, I would just play it off and be like, there's just a loose hinge, whatever. Go shut them. It's fine. But it would happen. And like my boyfriend at the time, we would be sitting in there and they would like, one of the, one of them would just open and then we'd go put it back and then that'd be that. And it wouldn't happen again. Um, but I think the creepiest thing that happened to me was I was asleep one night and my dog was obviously sleeping with me and all of a sudden she just like wakes up and starts growling at the corner of my room uh-uh. barking like per- like standing on top of me like as if she's protecting me but like just queuing in on the corner of my room and so I like get my flashlight and I was like what the fuck like and so I'm like peeking to see if someone's outside like seeing if there's something she's barking at and I look over and there's like this I had this lamp hanging in my room and it was just like swinging back and oh, forth. Oh no, no. And it was no, really, no. really creepy. I'm getting, like, no. Yeah. I know. It was, no, no. it was scary. And then there was one other thing. This wasn't me. It was one of my roommates. None of us were there that the weekend that she was there. And um, she said in the middle of the night, she woke up and it, she said that it was literally as if someone had a camera standing over and her and the flash just went off and it like, Woke her up. What? Yeah. And so we were like, well, maybe the power just went out. And she was like, no. Like, I slept with the lights on the rest of the night. myself in the house. We don't stay there after that. We don't stay there after that. And so we, like, after that happened, we were all just like, okay, we've all had really weird experiences. Like, something's weird here. Were y'all communicating with each other with these experiences? No. So it was just kind of like later on, you're like, yeah, that was weird. Yeah. It would happen to me as well, and et cetera. And so then we were just like, okay, maybe something was haunted. I don't know. Like, I but know. it was really strange. Wow. The dog. That that, the, yeah. that that part is significant because in my particular feel of thought, growing up, we, we learned that animals mm-hmm. have most definitely a sixth and seventh sense. Their perception is way beyond ours because we're disembodied to our flesh. Uh, we know that birds can see in a magnetic field. We know dolphins have sonars, et cetera, et cetera. So they say, if you ever want to know if there's a, a traumatic event coming to the land, watch the animals of the land. Cows, chickens, dogs. They'll let you know if there's an earthquake coming. Mm. I say all of that just to come back to I what you, you said. cows, chickens, dogs. <laughs> no cows. It did almost sound like I cows. Get, if I get real weird, start like... Trying to scratch my neck with my foot. He starts fighting his nails and his mouth. If I start barking at that corner, (laughs) you know shit's going down, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Might be be time to send me uh, to the... um, to a Santa Almost definitely about to get money off of you. We're sending you straight there, sir. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. I need to be monitored at that point. <laughs> but real business, y'all, it's, it's, uh, that's the part that stuck out the most to make me think, okay, something was going on. Yeah. Because when your dog, dogs do have a sixth sense. When they, you said your dog stood over you in the guard protection position, yeah. barking that darkness that you didn't see anything in, then yeah, I believe something was there. Yeah. Was that all you have now? Mm-hmm. And yeah. she doesn't do that. Like, she sleeps through the night every night. If there's someone walking outside, she didn't bark at him. Like she doesn't. She doesn't. That no. was the first, like one of her first aggressive acts. Oh, that is crazy. She yeah. doesn't have like an issue with just corners of rooms. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I will. I'll ask the room before going to mine. But like, I didn't expect to tangent this. But if we go quick, does anybody else have any personal supernatural experiences they want to go through? Because I have one. Only one. I, I, well, I it, have one. It's kind of, but it's it's it was more of a feel thing. 
So uh, McKinney. I mean, that's as real as anything. Yeah, I guess. Um, So McKinney Texas. A uh, business partner of my dad uh, decided to buy the old McKinney prison. And it was a prison that had been standing, I think, since like the 1820s. It had been around for a while. They had Bonnie and Clyde there at one point, and they wow. broke out. It was also the last uh, legal hanging in Texas oh, okay. uh, for execution. And when he bought it, uh, he wanted to convert it to a bar and grill. Normal thing to do. It was the prison bar and grill. It's three stories. Um, the inventive when, name. Yeah, really, he's really creative. That's Texas. He filed for bankruptcy a few years later because he was not a good businessman. But my dad was a contractor, so he helped build out the, the prison to turn it into a restaurant. So they had the uh, the big, um, the big uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like the solitary confinement cell. Or it's like the huge steel door. That room was like this long, like this long holding room, kind of. They turned that into the bar and stuff like that. But sugar shit. Anyways, <laughs> they had to take down the plank from the top where they did the hanging when they first bought it. That was creepy. But then they kept all the original jail cells. So it was like this old, wheel, weird, like crisscross steel that they had for the cells. And they were opening up the doors a little bit wider. You have booths seating in there. But there's a lot of late nights where he'd be working, and we just hung out, like in in the jail. And me and my brother would play like hide and seek, and it'd be like all three stories going through an old prison. It was incredibly unsettling. But I don't know if it's because I knew it was a prison, and like you're touching the bars for someone that's definitely dead anyways, maybe dead because of that place or not. That's probably the closest thing I've had to anything like that. Well, the prevailing theory, too, is that like, if it's a place that's being renovated, it tends being to turned up on its head. It tends to stir up shit. Ooh, um, that's true. Yeah, you mess yeah. with the energy. So that's very possible. Mm-hmm. It's um, creepy. It's still there's a library now. I think. Is it? Are there any weird? Can we tear it down and make something? That else? you've heard of about it now? No, yeah. I, I I didn't look more. It didn't really interest me, so I never looked really into it. Oh. And tearing it down also, I think that would. That's Third. considered, yeah, and if you build something on top of it. Fucking ghosts and spirits and rooms and shit. Hard I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a stand for the that. The only nightmare I had was that business plan for the prison bar and grills. Like the worst thought out idea. Yeah, I mean But why? A bar and bars. There you go. <laughs> right. Um I do have one. It's the the situation around it is a bummer. Does that do do you wanna hear it still? We it is Halloween. Show. Okay. Um, so, um, no, it's, I don't find it to be scary. Okay. Uh, so, this is, a good, go ex- this is a good example of not all experiences are fearful. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, I know these two know this, you guys probably don't. Uh, when I was 19, my mom died in a car accident. Rest in peace. Uh, yes. Uh, that was many years ago at this point, but it's, you know, it still hangs. But um, that year um, after the accident, like a couple months later, I woke up from, um, you know, it was like two, three in the morning. I woke up in my bed and I saw my mom standing at the end of the, at the end of my, um, at the end of my bed. Uh, didn't freak out or anything like that it 
was really calming to me, and I fell back asleep. What? Yep. What? Oh my god! Yeah, I would have made a pool in my bed and haul ass. Was it a comforting feeling? Was it a Incredibly very loving? Wow. Incredibly comforting. Was it like any type of message given or was it like nope. it was just her? Wow. Just, and, you know, I I firmly believe that's why it could have been a dream at that point. But I, I firmly believe that I woke up, saw it, saw her, fell back. The mind cannot tell the difference between what it sees when the eyes are open and closed. I, I knew Kyle at this time. And uh, I remember distinctly you mentioning that, like, because I think I asked you something along the lines, like, what was going through your head or whatever? Or what kind of vibe, you know, whatever it might have been. And you said specifically that you took it to mean that she was there to let you know everything was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. That is beautiful. Yeah. Oh. I think I'm remembering oh. that right. Yeah. I feel kind of touched in a different way right now. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing that with Brian. You're very welcome. Yes. That's sweet. I don't have horrors. I don't have any... My my dreams are more horror, questionable horror than my reality, if that makes sense. I had a dream where, very scary, real quick, on the couch. All right, so I'm on the couch. I fell asleep for real, real light. Go to sleep. Uh, all of a sudden, a dream, I hope. Uh, <laughs> my, bed, my couch is like this, wall, front door, fireplace, TV, right? So I'm sitting on my couch. I'm asleep. I wake up. There's something moving on my wall. Don't know what the fuck this is, but it's moving. And I see it, I get up, I go to it. It's black liquid moving very slow, like if you were watching the ocean waves do this. So I'm looking at this and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? The hole is about this. So maybe about three by three. And I'm standing and I'm looking like, again, what the fuck is this? But I blink and I have a chain in my hand and now I'm pulling something out of the hole. But I get to a certain point to where it stops and I cannot pull it no more. As if what I'm bringing forward to the hole is bigger than the hole itself. And yet this black liquid is just slowly doing this. It's just moving like it was undisturbed in the wind going the way. And so all of a sudden, uh, I blank out and I'm back on the couch. I don't know what the fuck happened. I don't know what the fuck went on, but it was something I was trying to pull out of... I don't know. I need interpretation. And I have asked for interpretations on this dream before, but I never got one. I want to say that was satisfying to me. You know what I mean? It seemed like it was the answer. That's the only experience that I have that is remotely very much more weird, I guess, than scary. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Cool. Yes, man. Thanks. So I have one. And it's the only, I wish I had loads, but I only have one because I just love the shit that I, they, I want it too much. Um, but, uh, this one, still real to me, damn it. More, this was more my dad than me, but I was in the same place for a lot of time. Um, so my mom and dad got divorced in 2000, I was 10 and he moved out and he moved into an apartment, really shitty apartment. Uh, he moved in and it was old as fuck, super old, like 150, 200 years old, like really old place. Um, and it's England. Everything's like really. Okay. I was gonna say everything yeah. is old. Though, okay. So, uh, the, put it the doors are. It's that old that the doors are like three inches thick, like the old school fire door stuff that like keeps everything shut. So wow. we're in this house, and we we go see him every weekend, and we notice weird shit happening. Me and my sister, we would have uh, scratching at the door at the front door. And we, he shared the top floor with another guy, a really old dude with a dog. Well, we thought it was the dog initially, um, and we didn't want to dare go out there in case we got like bit by the bastard. 
So we didn't like look at anything. We just left it and we were like, dad, it's really annoying that that dog scratched at your door. And he's like, I know it does it every morning too. And in the night. And I was like, what, what kind of hours does this guy keep? And he was like, I don't know. He's a dick. Like he didn't like this guy at all. So, <laughs> so one day we're walking in and this guy is walking out. First time we've ever seen him. And his dog is like the most overweight piece of shit dog you've ever seen in the world. Like an old as hell. Right, so me and Ash, my sister, we were like, next time that scratching happens, we're gonna open the door and like see what's going on. Um, open the door when it starts scratching, nothing there. Stop scratching, nothing <laughs> happened. Bobby's, Bobby's <laughs> At that point, the scratching stopped. We didn't hear it again for the rest of the weekend. Good stuff. Um, so we came. There was a couple of other incidences though that were much more intense than that. We came home one night uh, and went into the. I went into the bathroom for a week. And it was always very cold in the bathroom. Always. Doesn't matter whether it was 85 degrees outside or freezing. It was freezing fucking cold in that bathroom. Wow. Always. Shrinkage. Yeah, and there's no, centri- there's no oh central air gosh. in that. There is no bathroom. central air, no. We yeah. just have radiators. So wow. like, you just have like the heating on there. And we would have that on and it would make a blind bit of difference in that bathroom. Everything else heated That's up, but the bathroom was cold as shit. Well, we barely had a window as well. And bear in mind, this is a really old house, so we just assumed it was just like a dead spot in the house where like there was no real circulation. It was just For lack of a better word. Right? Um, <laughs> as it were. It is a dead spot. <laughs> so we walked in. I walked in for a piss, and my dad's shaving foam had just exploded. Wow. And this wasn't like it had exploded like right in front of the mirror, right? Like, And it had just like gone upwards. It was everywhere it was on the floor it was in the shower it was outside of the shower it was up the mirror it was on the other side it was like someone had came in got it like graffiti and just sprayed it all over the room it's like kyle if he doesn't like rub one out after a week you said yes that's how you explained it to me yes Uh, Um, you hit the table again (laughs) (laughs) so that was weird shit um but my dad was like it's probably just the air pressure change like don't worry about it bear in mind we're like 13 and like eight at the time so my dad is all about that don't scare the shit out of the kids because they'll go home and tell mum and she'll be real angry so we also had a moment that um we came in from walking the dog and we went in and you know like a dryer rack we didn't have a dishwasher so like you put mm-hmm. the dishes on the dryer rack right. um and my dad honest to god truly suspected the landlord of coming in and fucking around with it wow. sometimes because he said he would come home and it wasn't the first time the shaving foam had done it and he said like he was sure that the landlord was fucking with him and like he wanted to move out so we walked in one day and this was when he changed and he never told us the story again we walked in from the dog walk and we had six plates all in the dryer rack and every single one of them had shattered in place they hadn't been thrown around it was just as if they had broken spontaneously and just fell into the rack. Mm-hmm. There was no all of them, like into like mm-hmm. fine pieces of like crockery. No. Certain signs and no symbols. Where, there was no, there was no like. I don't even know how you could do it as a human, like practicing, like to just crack, like just smash every single one to smithereens, like wreck them. He moved cool. out like three or four months after that, and even now, if I ask him about that flat. He doesn't want to talk about it. And my dad is like the least spiritual person there is. Like he is just not into that shit. He had a very similar experience to you mm-hmm. um, when his dad passed away, but nothing else. It was the night after 
he says something similar happened to him. But other than that, he is just not in on that stuff. Sure. Doesn't care about horror movies, doesn't care about any of that sort of shit, but that, he will not talk about it. He will not talk about any experiences he had in that house afterwards. He is just adamantly against it. And if I push him, he gets annoyed. It's the only wow. time I'll see him get annoyed. People are like, I'm not fucking talking about it. Wow. Like, change the subject. So that's my only claim to fame. And this is the the same house with the, the doll. Yes. And you opened the door and there was nothing there but you heard yes. the scratching. And we heard scratching like every fucking weekend after that. Like it didn't go away. Like it just, it moved around the bathroom a little bit. Like, but it was yeah. just mainly at the door. So the door, we know it's here. This is the door. I hear it on the door like this. I know it's coming from the door. It was just like a door scratching. And it wasn't like it was inside the wall for you. Like that was a corridor. So like, so how do you that's also because it's different walls, right? Like she's probably in a wall that has drywall outside yeah, right. framing. Yours is like brick, right? Or yes. stone, probably. Yeah. yeah, one of them was outward facing. And I think the other you, one yeah, was, I think you uh, showed me the, the picture of it. Yeah. At the right. time, how did you rationalize that? I was like 13. So I was like, yeah, this fucking place is haunted. And I, <laughs> and I, <it> was <laughs> like, I put it this way. So I, was that, I was that convinced that I wouldn't even look around to look at the windows because I felt like I would see someone waiting Whoa. for us. And I have no basis to think that other than my 13-year-old imagination shit right. in the But, like, based on my other experiences, I was like, I'm not even going to look upstairs. crazy. Total sidebar. Did anybody ever do the stupid Bloody Mary thing and think yes. it was going to happen? Uh, <laughs> yes. No, I'm too scared to. Uh, I, I stayed uh, the night over at a buddy's house in... Maybe I was in sixth grade. So that would have put me at... 12, 12 or 13, sure. I guess Josh's age. And there's like four of us. Josh's age right now. Yeah. Josh's age right now, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> never ages. <laughs> the, uh, we stayed over at the house and it was always like, you know, to dare to do this, dare to do that, whatever. And I remember specifically I was going to do a bit because two guys agreed they would do it. And me with being so young and not understanding like, you know, basic uh, courtesy when it comes to like something like property, what could happen to it, they both go in there and they turn the lights off and they're both standing in front of like a two-sink mirror and they do like the Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. <laughs> and I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like looking at that TV reflection and I'm like... <laughs> and I've got, I've got like a plastic fork that I start running on the outside of the door oh, to like try to creep them out. I don't think they even heard it. I just end up scratching this poor lady like the it was Kendall... Her, his, his parents' house, obviously. And I just ended up scratching the fuck out of the door. And luckily they didn't notice it was at the bottom. But yeah, I was like, nothing ever happened. That's the only time I ever got close to it. And I would never do it by myself. Because that's still, it's still just weird. I did it by myself one time. You're I so don't brave. know what the fuck I was doing. Uh, but I, I was like, and I was like, I was oh, like, God. Nine or ten. Oh my god! Yeah, and I'm like I'm I'm in my bedroom. Dead devil. And I go, right, I go, right. like I I did it a couple times. Like, bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. Then I just no, I'm not doing it. But then one time I was just like, fuck it, I'm gonna do it, and I did it. And I hard did like slapping his yeah. chest, getting yeah. revved up. <laughs> I didn't take his shirt off. Take his shirt off. I'm taking a swig of surge. I did the full. I, I went full Ric Flair. Started like bouncing off ropes and like I, I elbow dropped a jacket. We're waving at the team. Yeah. <laughs> but I did it and I immediately jumped into bed and ripped the covers over my head. <laughs> oh, God. 
the so anything, any bumps, <laughs> oh, any yeah. noises whatsoever. It was tough. I don't know. I don't remember. I, I was, was way too scared. I can't do it. I can only get to two. And if I got a bunch of people in the bathroom and they doing, I'm out the bathroom before you get to three because I'm too much of a scary little person when it comes to that type of stuff. What are y'all's thoughts on uh, the amusement of like, uh, like haunted houses, like going to, you know, haunted city in Charlotte or whatever, where you're all walking through and it's. It's obviously like it's fake. It stays on other stuff. How do y'all like those? Like cars? the ones where they jump out at you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't like them. I fucking they, hate them. They could get yeah. hurt a lot. These punches will come quick. Uh, you will get your bra, your jaw broke. I feel like I'm listen, Bobby. I, I I agree with you, yeah. but I do feel like I hear that from everybody. And yet, there's an alarmingly low number amounts of times I've ever heard of it actually happening because when I'll you tell actually you are scared and everyone's just like, and you just seize up. I'll tell you why. Because the people who say that and mean it don't go. I don't yeah, know. That's, that's exactly why I don't go to them. It's just like this one little boy who uh, was walking. It was they did it at a high school. They videotaped it, and my man popped out of the of the, the trash can. Oh, that is the funny. dude went, yeah. and that's that's me. Like my fear, I get courage from my fear. If there's a bump in my house, I'm running to the bump because I'm the only one. Then he's I got like so many holes one. in his wall. <laughs> What's right? in the place, oh, well, in the place we all work, whenever there's like a fire drill, you see Bobby running the other way of everybody. He just he has to take it out. He's, he's, he's trying to find it. He has to yeah. fight the fire. <laughs> he's got a cup of water. He's just go going at it. It's a true story, yeah. I have to run to the noise because I feel like if I'm going to die, I'm not going to die being scared. I'm going to die fighting. Real talk. I mean, it's a very basic, primitive philosophy, but I'm a die fighter. Okay. And I feel like if it's a ghost, an intruder, or anything, especially if I got my girl or anybody else in the house, I'm like, I'm the biggest thing in here right now. I got to make sure everybody else can get out of here. So if I hear a bump, and it's been many times, you can ask my people, many times where I might have heard something, I'm out the bed, straight at it. Knowing that I might get shot, I might get stabbed, I might get killed, but it's like, hey, I might even get my soul taken by whatever demon or whatever. But hey, <laughs> tonight is that night, my friend. Let's get it. So let's wrap up with two more haunting stories. Mm. One for Kyle, and what, well, America's haunting, and Britain's haunting. Mm. And okay. then uh, we'll call it a day. No doubt. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go with one of the most haunted places in America. Been on several. Um, of those like ghost adventures, oh, ghost right. hunter stories, uh, place uh, shows. Uh, Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia. Yes. What they do? They do um, ghost tours. Okay. Yes, they do. <laughs> they do. That was actually going to be with some ghost tours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can go there and do a tour there. And they have night ones in the fall. Is that like where oh. they build like little robots to battle each other, but they have ghosts instead? Did she get no. Like battle bots for spirits. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. I want that. <laughs> <laughs> You're just kind of watching nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the occasional toy gets thrown across the room. Ooh, I think he's winning. There's a light that pops on. <laughs> yeah. um, but so this is um, this penitentiary um, was built in 1829. Um, prisoners lived alone, exercised alone, and ate alone. When an inmate left his cell, a guard would cover his head with a hood so he couldn't see or be seen. The prison wow. had to abandon its solitary system due to overcrowding from 1913 until it closed in 1970. Um, although the forms of punishment did not get any less severe, chaining an inmate's tongue to his wrist is one example. What? How? Yeah. How? Uh, How do you even do that? What? Not nicely. So, reported paranormal activity here, uh, disembodied laughter, shadowy figures, <laughs> and, and pacing footsteps. Uh, so, the kind of 
this is another one of those places, just bad vibes and right. that kind of stuff you think would be residual and maybe intelligent hauntings at that point. This is also where Al Capone was was uh, incarcerated after he got um, wow. after he got busted for what is tax evasion. Yeah. yeah, so they actually have his cell there, and you can go in there. Um, was it a maximum security prison, or was it like since Al Capone went there is the only reason I'm asking, or was it kind of like a? a it looked pretty maximum security, but I mean, it was very. It, I feel like it's like it's like downtown Philadelphia, so it's like it's right there. Right. It looks it, it looks like yes, yes. That is interesting. There's a lot of places they had the county jails and stuff in their downtown areas. It's like it looks like a castle. Wow. It's like all stone. It's huge. Um, and this, I know this isn't an audio medium, right. a, a visual medium, but. Uh, that's kind of what it looks like now. It's Shawshank. Eastern State Penitentiary. Yeah. Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. yeah that's what kind of remind me of. God, that looks old as hell. That yeah. is crazy. Well, I mean, it closed in 1970, and now it's just used as like a museum and tour area. Wow. Um, but, yeah, I, I find that to be an extremely interesting one. I, if I'm watching those shows, I tend to gravitate towards ones like that are done in penitent- old penitentiaries, old wow, sanatoriums. What about the ones with the funny reenactments? That are definitely not the same actors. Like they're, oh, like they're much fun. more handsome and pretty than the people that yes. experience the haunting. It's 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 like the uh, it's almost like those those like infomercials where they they keep, they keep on dropping stuff. Yeah, everywhere. yeah. And they throw the bucket with the wash supplies across the. Oh, those are those are wonderful. Yeah, yeah. so soon. <laughs> but yeah, I tend to gravitate towards those ones just because I feel like those are more credible in my in my. View just it makes you feel that way because there's so much evil. It's, it's pretty yeah, just a lot of bad now. vibes, a lot of yeah. bad dudes that were there, a lot of terrible things that were done to people in yeah. those types of places. Uh, that I feel like if if there's ever going to be something like that, it's that's a place that's going to take take place. Mm. Fact. That is scary. I don't, Anna I has seen stuff on Eastern Pen- State Penitentiary. Yeah. How do you enjoy it? Would you like to share with the class or the yeah. audience? No. What? I mean, it was really just like the ghost hunter shows where they really don't find mm. anything. And they're just like, did you hear that? Let's see if we got it on film. Let's see if we got it on TV. It's been 20 minutes. And it's just like, I've got my night minutes. vision. I've got my night vision camera. And then it's just a noise and it's like, and they're like, oh, it's a hello. <laughs> what do you mean? I didn't hear that. <laughs> it's a hello, John. It's like a cat that like says hello. That was a like, class one uh, EVP. Yeah. <laughs> so clear. Do you see that handprint on the wall? It's a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's one of them. They go back and it's just and it's him just kind of he's got his hand right there. He's just got his hand. He's just like that. It's like, look at the heat map. Hey, that's so stupid, but that is so true. I think like maybe only 10% of them shows, maybe 10% of everything that has been shown on all of those shows equate to some sort of realness that's questionable. Oh, yeah. Might do, you, do you think the haunting in a place like that is from people that were guilty or innocent of their crimes? Both. More. More? Because I would think innocent guilty. because of unsettled business, if that's what you subscribe to. Sure. Versus guilty, they did what they wanted to do. They were paying the time. And they have that anger and aggression for being caught and then penalized by people that they feel like are beneath them. Right. So now I got my anger and my aggression. I didn't know. The thing is, when we die, we have to let go. It's called detachment. The Buddhist Eastern philosophies tell us about it all the time. Detach yourself. Because when the time comes, you don't want to be holding on to what's here because here is not where you're going to be anymore. 
But when you got somebody that's in a, a state, whereas you're murdering me because I murdered 10 people. Oh, you bitches don't know shit. Da, 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 da. We got so many examples of this, but when that energy is ceased in this three dimension, I don't think that it ever leaves because its intent is so diabolical. It's going to stick around and do what it has to do because that's what it did in life. So that's what it's going to do in right. death. And if it's holding on, it's not going to be allowed to pass forward. Now, I know that particular type of conversation is something way over here. Hopefully, we can talk about it later, but that's my. Yeah, opinion. you'll be back on the pod. No doubt. So let's finish it off with the last one uh, and final thoughts, I suppose. Um, the ancient Ram Inn. Now, if that doesn't sound fucking haunted, and shit. I've seen ghost adventure stuff on that too. Have you? Yes. Uh, so give you a bit. I'm not going to go too deep into it because we're, like, we're way over time. Yes. Yeah, I got to educate. So you. the ancient Ram Inn was built uh, in the ten hundreds. Ancient Ram. Like a ram, like a Robert Woods. I think you're saying like. <laughs> <laughs> so it was built uh, a very long time ago. We're talking like 1000, 1100. Um, it was initially owned by St. Mary's Church. They used the building to house slaves that worked to build a nearby church. It was rumored to be joined to the inn by an underground tunnel, right? Um, there is also an awful lot of conjecture saying that um, this was also built on a pagan burial ground 5,000 years prior and was connected to Stonehenge. Wow. So, entering the building from the back entrance leads into the ancient Rams Inn's oldest structures. This part of the inn was built sometimes in the 12, sometime in the 1200s and even contains medieval windows still there. Following past this room into the former bar area reveals a large hole in the concrete floor and made into a makeshift grave marker. It was here that the skeletal remains of what are possibly human sacrifices were uncovered. The rest of the floor is also thought to contain many more graves, yet the decision to not disturb them was made due to the other shit going on. The floor? On. Yes. Dead bodies all under the floor. Okay, I'm listening. Yeah. Dark shadow figures are common in this area, as well as disembodied sounds. The ghost of a woman murdered by highwaymen is rumored to haunt this area as well. Uh, once you ascend the first set is of stairs... Is highwaymen like an 80s band? No, close. Ascending the first set of stairs within the inn uh, brings one to the first floor. The first bedroom on this floor has earned itself quite a reputation and the name of the witch's room. Sometime in the 1500s, a woman was looking for refuge, apparently stayed in this room. She was caught in this room and burned at the stake for being a witch. This older woman is now thought to haunt the room, giving birth to its name of the witch's room. Uh, though she dislikes the term witch, she has manifested herself to many and commonly appears in front of the window of the inn to passers-by on the street, even those who don't even know anything about it. They report seeing this girl. Uh, her spirit is joined in this room by that of a black cat and a couple of children who are rumored to have been murdered there. Uh, during several investigations, including one that was took place after the death of the man that we're going to jump to real quick, and then before it got bought out to now be... It's actually an attraction. You can go tour it, same oh, as the penitentiary. Cool. Um, there is a particular room um, in the witch's room. Uh, no, the bishop's room is the next one. Wow. And the bishop's room is what we'll get to. Uh, whenever anybody takes the temperature in there, including um, when it was abandoned, Numerous times it reads at 66.6 degrees. Oh, oh. So now we know that the, <laughs> the temple of the beast. <laughs> so now we know that the spirits work on Fahrenheit. Oh, he's uh, so simple. It's a rock loser had his whole house set to. <laughs> but it's interesting nonetheless because it still happened. Like, now you could say they rig it, uh -huh. right? Because it's an attraction. Yeah. But right. prior to that, 
there was it, they were just buying the house or like looking around the house or looking yeah, at the house. Somebody that lived there. Um, <laughs> the dude who lived there before that, he uh, he started renting out rooms to for people to stay in. There's also an attic which is supposed to be incredibly haunted, um, but the bishop's room is the one that's supposed to be the most infested, and he slept in that room. And this dude is a weird-looking dude, too. He is a weird-looking dude. <laughs> but the first time he moved in, he was reported being, like, pushed around, things thrown at him, all sorts there? of shit. Yes. Yeah. Some um, energy there, too. And he he insists that there was a succubus and an incubus no. that raped him numerous times in that room and generally what? just fucked around with him. Like, a lot. It's worth noting that he chose to stay in that room. Oh, the, so bachelor, I'm not the bachelor life. <laughs> not entirely sure how uh, how much we can call it a rape when he chose to stay. Right. Um, knowing exactly what was happening. Well, he was um, wearing really short shorts. <laughs> <laughs> he slept naked. He was asking for it. Um, oh but God. It was weird, though, that the incubus used to always go to the guy and say, pardon me while I yeah, burn. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. It, it was... Burning two flames. It was incredibly haunted it still is um they have it as if there's also a barn there um where there's supposed to be a seven foot spirit that stalks you in the barn uh there's a man that was hung there that also is supposed to talk to you so and guide you around he is he has a uh, particular fondness honor for blonde ladies uh, he's known to um, he's known to grope them so be careful um and Overall, it is also the creepiest looking fucking house that out of all the ones I looked too. into. He's, gotten, he's a bit with a Me Too movement lately. So this is the house. They also have a TripAdvisor um, where people <laughs> review this thing. And like wow. every single review is people saying like, I didn't see anything, but this is fucked up the way you felt it in the prison. Or I outright felt some weird shit going on. Are, um, they, are they doing daytime? Or they or they do daytime or? and nighttime. Yeah. They don't know nothing. Um, and that's it. That's all I got. But my final question for you is, if you sit on the side of fake, why do people make these up? And why do we also create such similar stories as a species across the world prior to any time of the internet where you could communicate easily or even phones mm. why do we all why do we all create such similar experiences if it is fake before we like it's not why is it such a group thing thing Mass. if it's real for the real people in the room mm. why do we think we do not have conclusive evidence yet of such a thing do you want me to lead off first I guess is something I only know yes so part of me thinks the old story about calculus being developed on the complete opposite side of the globe by two different people because math is an absolute, right? Or considered an absolute. So I guess you could say maybe this is an absolute because everybody's experiencing it. I think it probably is the... to settle whatever fight within yourself or to, to, to fill, I guess... To paint within the lines, right? You hear something, thus, there must be something that caused that noise. And if nothing's there, then what could have caused that noise? And I think it snowballs there. And I think that's where, like, a lot of it comes in because as we found out, like, brain chemistry, now we know, brain chemistry is incredibly uh, subject to its surroundings. Subjective art form. Yeah, it's a subjective brain form. <laughs> 
So, like, you sleep every night. It sorts everything out, which is why you have weird-ass dreams. And it doesn't make sense to some of those dreams, most of those dreams. But it assigns the ones that stick with you for whatever reason other than they're different. I think that's the same thing with that because you wouldn't forget. And, like, I don't think, like, in Kyle's example, that he didn't see what he saw. He saw what he saw. But it could also have been what his brain was telling him he needed to hear, too. Mm-hmm. Or the dog thing's weird. I don't have anything against that. I don't have anything other than... It do be like that sometimes. It do be like that sometimes. <laughs> 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 I was late, but I could. You know, I, I don't know. I think, there's, I think there's a lot of weird stuff that... Like Kyle talked about in a previous conversation we had where... When you have recordings of hauntings that people use, and it just sounds like muffled noise, mm-hmm. but then when they put that text at the bottom of the screen, you're like, oh, you know what? They did say, please get out, or whatever it is. Right. I think that's the human way to deal with the unexplained. Yeah. The same way that it, it's not far from the like UFO thing, or, or the not being able to explain something. You're fighting it. With, you're trying to fight it with reason, and if that becomes reasonable for you, then you make that jump. Kyle. So, why do I think that um, we don't have conclusive evidence? Yes. Okay. Um, I think that there has been some some evidence that has been pretty conclusive to me, but I think that there's also that other side of the coin where people are looking at something and not wanting it to be conclusive. Where they're bringing in rationale, bringing in trying to find any way that they can debunk it to just just to say it's not real. So when you have so many opposing views to it, you can't might make it conclusive at that point. But to me, there's certain things that I've seen that make me say, yeah, that is like that's real. Yeah. Um, as far as why do I think that you know, well, I mean, yeah, that, that kind of explains the whole uh, um, why do, why we all have the same stories going because it seems like it's all similar and people are having shared experiences around the world. Yeah, you know, before we were able to communicate through um, electronic. I don't know. I feel like I'm yeah. 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 Kyle's losing steam. It's dark outside. I'm, not, I'm so he's tired. Down. I'm so tired. <laughs> that's a very valid point that you just made before we were able to communicate globally we didn't know that we were having any similarity similar similar experiences globally that was a very valid very important point because now that we have been able to communicate we know that this is a shared experience as a group mass hypnosis probably not uh, fourth dimensional being cannot be seen in the three-dimensional place as it is seen in its fourth-dimensional home, because when it, it comes into existence in the three-dimension, you're only able to see the part of it that reacts to the three-dimension because it is something totally different. So if it was a gigantic circle as it came phasing into the three-dimension, you might see it manifest as a bottle of water, because in this three-dimension, that's how this three-dimension interprets this fourth-dimensional wave. So again, when we we dismiss things, it's not... It's, it's unfortunate because a lot of these things, the sounds, the dog at the door, and you know, you open the door and there's nothing there. You know, these things literally as easily as they can be explained away can be given, uh, what can I look for? Uh, 
credibility. Con- thank you very much. That word again, you had to help me out with. It's yes, the same yeah. word. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> was so, it the same word as before? It is. Yes. So it's like uh, I, I truly believe that that is one of the main reasons why it's like deja vu. Everybody mm-hmm. globally has experienced deja vu. It is more than just a coincidence, but we don't give it a lot of talk publicly. You understand? Same thing with this. Just like I explained to you very simply how a fourth dimensional being can be seen in a three dimensional realm, not as itself, but as something different because this is how our experience is interpreted. Same thing with ghosts, same thing with ghouls, same thing with goblins, same thing with these noises and etc. It's just how that ghost we can't in, we can't understand clearly because it doesn't have the energy to manifest fully in this realm, but we get the EVPs with something. It might be a bump. You know, we can hear the shh, and then it goes quiet again. You might can't hear the words that it was trying to say, but you know, something was disturbing the white noise. Something was actually disturbing it. That's all I say on it. So, thank you. Is Anna going to go last? Or are you gonna go Anna's going to go last. Yes. Um, so, I I have two thoughts of, thoughts behind it. I think it's not, we don't have conclusive evidence because it isn't uh, it isn't the science we want it to be. Um, people want it to obey a set of rules, and I don't think those rules are valid in the world in general. I don't think that the rules we have set around us in science and like the laws of physics and all that sort of shit, I don't think I think they're too constrained. I don't think they're as real as we're made out, and these are the examples of those laws not being obeyed. And how can we how can we measure subjective science for? It's no unified theory to bring it all together. How can we measure... It's a new brand of science. Yes. And it, in a hundred years' time, it will probably be considered like just another version of something else. You know what I mean? Like chemistry, physics, biology, and like three other fucking things <laughs> that like go probably in the brainstem of right. like fucking schizophrenia and all that shit would be uncovered and cracked. Why the body fucks itself well, it's like to death swan- with it's cancer like and stuff. Lights. It's like swamp lights was thought to be haunting. And then it was like, oh cool, it's just gas is being released. Yes. So like those things like that, and like I'm not saying that it will just be. I'm not even saying it will be mundane. I think it could be fucking awesome, whatever it turns out to be. But I don't think it obeys the laws, and that's why it's not conclusive. Because we're measuring it by it's like measuring like it's like apples and oranges. Like you can't measure the same thing. And then my other one is that the people looking for it aren't working together enough. People always want to be the first person to get the crack in the evidence. People are always desperate to be the guy or the girl to get Mm. the evidence that cracks it all, and that ruins it because you're only going to get there by everybody. Like we share information, and that's the same thing all over the fucking world. That's why we have world hunger. That's why we have cancer that isn't cured. That's why we have wars. That's why we have UFOs that we don't know if they're real or not. So we have the goddamn New England Patriots. Exactly. (laughs) Tom Brady. Tom Brady. And all you motherfuckers that play with them. I'm sorry. I'm a bad. (laughs) Um, So finally, our paranormal investigator, Anna. Oh my god. Let's finish with you. Mm. Uh, You're definitely in the they exist boat. So why do you think we don't have conclusive evidence yet? Or do you think we have some like Kyle said? Well, I think that it kind of is going off of what you said. Like, I feel like there is conclusive evidence, but people shut it down so much and they always want to find a reason as to, oh, no, they they edited this. That's not real. Or, you know, like maybe the voice recording was something like a spirit saying something and mm. we're just like, mm, they made it up. Like, there's, I don't think there's ever going to be like a solid evidence because everyone shuts it down so much. 
So I have a question for you yeah. to bounce off of that because you haven't talked too much since the haunted house that you were in. Yeah. Why do you think people want to shut it down so much? Because they don't want to believe it. Why? Because because it's like it's so hard of a thing to grasp. Like if there was a ghost sitting in that chair right there, like I would just be like, not real. Do you think it's because it's like, damn book bag? Do you think it's also because it's so volatile and everybody has different experiences? Yeah, and I think there's no solid like some people are like, oh, there's demons, oh, there's spirits. Oh, there's Incubus. Oh, there's... I heard something. You know, Three like, it's never, like, there's never a solid <laughs> answer. Right. It's Hoobas thing. You know, we're humans. There's no, like, this is what a ghost looks like. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just... It's all ideas. Like, all the theories on what aliens look like. Yeah. Like gravity. Or it's like Jesus being white with long hair. Like... Right. You know? You know? Right. Just, right. Good example. It's very sad. It's nothing any of us have ever seen. Had proof for. So now I'm curious. It's like I'm sorry. I know we at the end of the show because they just opened up. We want to end with you anyways. Okay, great. Because they just opened up a whole can of fucking worms like this. Let's let's do like a spoonful. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you said it. Let me give you this. Like like a boogeyman mouthful. A boogeyman mouthful. This shit is very crazy. It is too many people on this planet who literally, legitimately had experiences that we cannot explain, and it's just the same amount of those who have bullshitted it, and we done figured it out it was bullshit. We live in very interesting times, and I'm very excited to be here to continue to experience having these fucking experience. I hope I have some... And maybe when you're dead, you'll still experience it because you'll be hunting people. Hopefully, I'll be hunting your ass, Marty, and I'm coming back. Oh, I want that. <laughs> you that me. I want me. that so on, bad. Jokes on you. I enjoy your presence. That's <laughs> <laughs> Alright, guys. That's going to do it for Spooky Trebuchet. You'll hear from us from two in two weeks. And you'll hear and from Spooky Trebuchet again in 365 days. <laughs> yeah, it's a three-hour fucking marathon better tide you over. <laughs> Long, longest episode since I think we previewed the AAF. <laughs> that was that's pretty damn spooky. That was, that was a nightmare in itself. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>